Hey, this is Julia, and welcome back to Aquarian Times. Today is March 8th, 2023, and this is episode 133. So today's episode is based off a um, a statistic that I heard (laughs) recently that really uh, affected me. And really hits home, I think, when it comes to, again, um, getting to the roots of things, getting to the roots of problems. Um, I'm doing some learning right now um, about, you know, systemic issues. And it's something that I am definitely have been aware of, but it's helping me, um, you know, just have my nose up to the glass. I don't know if that's the right metaphor, but just to be really focused on systemic issues in our culture, um, which is such an important <laughs> way to look at things because, you know, the, the, the issue is that when we create problems in our own lives, right, when we have problems, it's because we're really too center focused. We're too focused, you know, on ourselves. Our ego has taken over and we've made our world very small where, you know, everything is about us, right? We, um, you know, we're reactive or, you know, we're afraid to humiliate ourselves. Um, we're afraid to look stupid. We're afraid to, um, whatever, whatever the fear is, but it has to do around, you know, damaging this sense of self that is kind of a, um, fragile, a fragile self, right? That it needs to protect itself so much. So this comes from not understanding that we, (laughs) that there are other people out there, you know? Um, I mean, the person who is very, uh, you know, center, self-centered is very aware of everybody else, but it's that everybody is outside of them and is either out to get them or needs to be impressed or, um, or, you know, you have to impress them anyway. Um, so we can, again, when we have that point of view, we don't have the understanding of the other person's point of view. We don't have an understanding of the whole and how our problems are actually not ours, but they're, again, systemic issues. They're issues that have risen up from a collective soup, which includes our belief systems, our cultural inheritances, our um, cultural traumas, you know. Um, There's so much in our history, again, that's been erased and or rewritten, right? and is false. And therefore, even, you know, stories in our families, the, the tragic stories get omitted, they get buried, they get, um, pushed aside so that we only remember and pass forward the good things. And, um, this keeps us blind to where the troubles are coming from, right? Because clearly we got troubles in our midst, right? But it's like this whitewashing where we, you know, personalize everything and it's all about us and our productivity and our 
um, you know, appearance and the way, you know, (laughs) the way that we come across, are we good? Are we bad? Are we, you know, good enough? Are we, um, do we pass, you know? And it's very, um, you know, it ignores the fact that literally we're all working with the same stuff, right? We all have the same um, parts, right? We all have the same um, basic uh, components to our egos, you know, to ourselves, to our, um, you know, to each other. So, yeah, so the more isolated we we become the more we can forget that in fact we are really way more alike than we are dissimilar um so um you know i just think this is so important for us to get behind and it really it it really the the basis of this is is just about education right um it is clear that in less educated parts of the world, um, where there's less education available, there's more conflict, there's more, you know, ignorance equals not bliss. <laughs> ignorance equals um, conflict, really. Um, and, you know, there's a quote that what we criticize the most, we understand the least right? What we criticize the most, we understand the least. So when we don't understand each other, we, you know, make up stories, we become, uh, again, we create otherness. uh, And we really, we don't look for that unifying principle, we look um, to separate and to um, ostracize, really. And you know, as we've seen, as you know, I personally have noticed, and I'm sure you have too, that the you know this has been on the rise in our culture. This divisiveness across all spectrums, include you know from um, political spectrums to uh, classism and racism and uh, gender and sexuality, etc. So obviously we're, we've become so divided and there's so many lines to draw, um, where we, you know, separate each other and ourselves from each other. And it's, it's just, it's so sad because, you know, I personally, um, you know, I was lucky to grow up with a lot of inclusivity. Uh, and that was my, that was like, the way I saw the world was very inclusive eyes, very accepting. And um, as you know, I've gone deeper into the world in my age, you know, I've, you know, the the layers have been peeled back where I see that that's, that's definitely not the way everybody sees the world. Mm -hmm. And, you know, I have, you know, struggled to keep my own innocence, right, in a world that, is so bent on dividing us and um it 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 is hard you know and we can form you know judgments and we get hurt and you know we 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 create beliefs and um adopt beliefs and you know it can it can start to really erode 
our perception of inclusivity and, um, you know, acceptance, because we learn that some people can't be trusted and some people, um, you know, etc. You know, so you learn that it's, uh, you know, the world isn't necessarily, depending on how, you, you know, for me, like, I grew up thinking, the, feeling the world was a lot safer than I have come to know it to be. And, um, and that could be the opposite or the reverse for you. You could have grown up feeling the world was unsafe and then have learned to trust. So, you know, there's, um, there's just a lot going on. <laughs> and so what I wanted to kind of, you know, I'm just kind of giving some thoughts about all this, but because, uh, again, we're just, we're swimming in the soup, you know, and somehow, um, we got to get through this, right? And and we're we we're doing this inherently together. <laughs> no matter what anybody thinks, they can't, you know, get far enough away from each other. I mean, people have tried to go to Mars, right? So they can get away from, you know, their parents or whatever. <laughs> and uh, you know, we we're all obviously inhabiting this planet and um so we have to learn to we have to learn to get along. We have to learn to somehow work through the differences and so this brings me to this statistic which again I just I found to be so heartbreaking and it made so much sense you know it's not a lens through which I have uh you know encountered necessarily but it's with this study called the Edelman study um E-D-E-L-M-A-N Edelman it's a study about trust so, as in, who do you trust? And the findings are that 67% of people choose, to tr- choose not to trust unless given a reason to trust. So, to trust someone else or something else or anything, right? 67% of people choose not to trust unless given a reason to trust. And to me, this, like, explained so much about where we are and why it's so hard here on Earth, you know. We have, you know, basically 70%, you know, two-thirds of the population doesn't trust. They don't trust, you know, each other. They don't trust you know, probably they don't trust life. They don't trust, again, like a higher power. They don't trust any, you know, that's a a blanket statement is not to trust. So, you know, it's something I really, really feel. I feel in people's energy fields, I feel a lack of trust. You know, I feel a lack of trust in, again, um, each other, or in, again, something greater, or in, like, goodness, right? When you can feel that someone doesn't trust in, say, goodness, it's really hard to be around that person because they they basically have a dark cloud over their head, right? And they're ready to project their negative worldview onto everything that comes in its way, and they are, and they do. So when you encounter someone, and we're talking 70% of the population here, who has this worldview where they can't trust, 
it's like walking into a dungeon, you know, when you encounter, when you talk to somebody who has that energy, you know, you're walking into a minefield, right? And, you know, none of us can are perfect at this, but it's something that I feel like we really need to examine. We need to examine how we walk through the world, what our beliefs are, and how we choose to, you know, regard each other and to what we what we project when we encounter someone or something. And if we are walking around with the feeling that we can't trust anyone, that's a really dark state to be in. And it casts this very, again, dystopian energy, which is why, again, which is why our world is in so much chaos, you know? So if you turned those people around and you had them trusting and loving and seeing with, you know, goodness and looking for goodness in people, can you imagine how different our encounters would be, you know? If you knew that someone, when you walked, like, say, into the post office and you knew that the post person would actually greet you with smiling instead of looking look at you like you know they can't trust you right and again I you know people are where they are you know because of bad experiences you know that's why people learn not to trust that's why we all learn not to trust but we you know if we can be aware if we are aware that we have that perception uh, we really have to understand how deeply that's affecting not only our own lives and, and the, the way that we can manifest, the way that things show up for us, the level of, you know, again, trust we have in like the universe, how that affects us. So obviously not in a good way, but then how that affects the climate, you know, the social climate, the energetic climate on the planet, because you're going to encounter, you know, 33% of people who are still in their innocence, meaning that they trust, <laughs> right? Or, you know, it could be innocent or it could be, you know, a, cho- a, a choice. Like I've, I'm choosing to trust because I know that I can't walk around not trusting people. Like that's not a positive mental state. And, uh, so, again, if we had, I mean, 33% of people trust other people. That is so sad, you know? I mean, if you think about it, this is really the issue. This is the problem <laughs> that we have here. And, you know, I certainly have encountered it in my life. I've, I've come to realize, you know, I'm involved with people who don't trust other people. They don't trust life. And I don't want to be involved with those people, right? I've chosen myself to not get involved with people who feel that way. Because, again, it's just a dark cloud, you know? And it, it brings um, everybody down, you know? And I feel, I feel that I can't trust them. <laughs> it, it, it makes it, you know, when I encounter that energy, I know that that person can't really be trusted because they're not seeing clearly. You know, they're stuck in, an, in a, a negative mindset. And, um, 
you know, it's like I just let them be, you know, they just can go on their way. But I, uh, I, I don't want to get involved with that, you know. Um, and, you know, so, so the basis of me talking about this is just because I felt like it was just, you know, kind of mind blowing statistic and a really important thing to look at. And also, you know, we can't wake up to this stuff. We can't wake up to our own mental patterns unless, again, we're exposed to awareness of them, right? If we're called out, like, oh, you know, you don't trust anybody, right? Maybe you should work on that. Maybe you should look at that. Maybe, um, you know, you can examine how that's not creating positive outcomes for you, right? So that's, you know, part of what this episode is, is uh, for you and, you know, in your own life. And then just to think about the people around you, you know, and we're talking two thirds of the population here. (laughs) So it's a lot of people, right? It's, it could be you, it could be somebody close to you. And um, I mean, we've all been there, you know, I, I mean, I certainly have elements, you know, I'm, I'm not, you know, I have elements of that too, and very much um, that, you know, I'm able to, you know, cop to, but as an overall arching theme, again, if you're not aware (laughs) of this, it's even, you know, more difficult, because then again, you don't realize that you have that rain cloud over your head, and you're wondering what's wrong, right? And you, you, what happens is you start to project it on other people, exactly, which is, you know, oh, I don't trust that person, you know, it's their fault, and stuff like that. So, again, um, two things. One, you can ask yourself, is this me? Right? Is this me? Or has this ever been me? And just go back into your history. And see if you can remember a time when this was true for you. When you, when you didn't feel like you could trust. And if you can really remember what that felt like. You may look back on that time in your life if it was in the past and think, wow, that was a really lonely, dark time of my life, you know, when I didn't think I could trust anyone. And maybe you're in that time of your life now and you can ask yourself, gosh, be really honest. Am I in a, am I in a time of my life or my perception or has it always been that I can't trust people? Um, and see if you're making excuses for it. Because you have them, you know, and they're legitimate, right? Someone hurt you, everybody hurts you, life was rough, you know, you can't trust, right? But is it helping you? And there is ways that it can help us because we have to be sobered, right? We don't want to get, partially it's like, it's this big wall that, you know, you make this blanket statement because you don't want to be vulnerable again. You don't, you know, you don't want to get hurt again. So it's easier to just put up that wall and say, no, nobody gets in. I can't trust anyone. But the idea behind that is that there's, a, there's something going on with your ability to create boundaries. And that's what you need to work on. Right? You need to, let, you need to be able to let good things in and keep out bad things. But you can't do that unless you practice and learn how to, again, have that door instead of having a wall, right? So you can ask yourself, 
Is this something that I do? Right? And if it is, you can, you know, get really honest with yourself and say, gosh, you know, this is, this is creating some issues in my life. And then go ahead and, you know, seek some help, seek some help for it. You know, there's some great books out there. Um, Terry Cole has a book called Boundary Boss. Uh, Nedra Tawab, she's another author. She has two books out now about boundaries. I have not read them, but I, I've seen her Instagram stuff and she's brilliant. Like I really want to get her books. Um, but check her out, Nedra Tawab. <laughs> um, she's brilliant about boundaries. And that's what that's what the problem is with trust. It's just there's there's an inability to set boundaries for oneself. But when you do, you become resilient. When you, when you can get back in there and restructure your boundaries, you have choice instead of shutting the whole world out. And you become resilient, you become strong, you become able to love again. And that's beautiful. You start to open your heart. And honestly, only good things can happen from that. It's not a good thing to move through life with all your defenses up. You know, you can't, you can't breathe. You can't, you know, you can't let life in. And that's, it's not healthy. And again, many of us, many of these, you know, the people, the 67% are really not aware that they're doing that. Usually they're not aware that they're walking around with these, you know, disordered boundaries and in the way that they're, again, just throwing up a cement wall on the world and you know they're making it everybody else's problem that they can't control their own boundaries right so yeah it's a it's a very deep thing it's very deep in it there's not a ton of education about this and it's so basic to happiness is understanding you know how we walk through the world and what I, what we believe and how we choose to relate with life and the people in it. Right. So, all right. So if it's you ask yourself those questions and do some inquiry. And, and I really encourage you, if you, if you notice that this is a problem for you to really seek some help, I, I promise you, you will not regret it. It might not be easy, but things will start to shift and it will be really beautiful for you. So I hope, I hope you, take my advice on that if that's you and the other part again is um if it's not you and you know that you're you know part of the 33 percent whatever that have uh again they have their heart open but you know again you could look at this in terms of attachment styles excuse me but this could be like the 33 percent are the securely attached and then you got you know 70 percent is like anxious plus avoidant right? That's kind of, and disorganized is thrown in there. So that's kind of really what it would be. People say that 50% of people are um, securely attached, but that's just not true, I don't think. I think it really does correlate to this statistic. And if you don't know about attachment styles, I'm not going to go into it now, but please look that up too. Attachment styles. There's books about it. There's lots of information. So if that doesn't make sense, I apologize. I'm not going to go into all that right now, but 
Okay, so if, uh, again, if you are part of the 33% that is securely attached and has good boundaries and trusts people and wants to form relationships and is relational, um, you obviously are in communication and in contact with people who aren't like that, right? Who are, are not trusting. So, you know... This is what we do. This is what we can do for each other, right? Is, um, you know, if you happen to be securely attached, hopefully you're also compassionate. <laughs> and, uh, you know, I do think we need compassion for people who are not trusting. You know, it, it takes compassion, not, you know, if we just decide to get angry at them and think they're ignorant and stupid and hate them, that creates more problems, right? That's not, that's not what we're, that doesn't help anybody. So when you notice that someone in your life isn't trusting, um, again, it's not always beneficial to have, get close to that person because they might not be safe for you, right? To be in relationship with because they're sabotaging things, right? For themselves and for your relationship, right? If they don't trust you know, then they're not going to be a good relational partner, right? That's foundational. Safety equals trust, right? And that's what we need in our relationships. We need safety. We need trust. And if that's not there, it's not possible to have a healthy relationship, right? So the people who don't trust out there, again, they could be seen as the anxious and avoidant, um, more types, um, and again, this is all by degree, too. I mean, this is, you know, obviously, we're working with degrees. But the best thing to do, again, is to extend, you know, compassion to these people because they don't know any better, clearly. They haven't been introduced to how to heal themselves or heal their hearts. And they need... Um, they need compassion, right? Because what's going to drive them further into their cave is someone judging them, someone um, not liking them, right? It's going gonna, it's gonna to further confirm that they can't trust people, right? This is where it gets really, really tricky and really difficult. So if you have someone in your life who, you know, you, you just, you've discovered like, wow, they don't really trust. They don't really trust me, even though I have good intentions, they don't, um, you know, they don't trust the waiter. They don't trust uh, the mechanic, right? They, they just don't trust people. You know, it's, I think it's smart to distance yourself from that person. Unfortunately, um, again, it, it just depends on, you know, your level of tolerance for being involved with somebody who can't reciprocate fully, in a relationship. And if you're, you know, able to extend to those people without getting in some kind of tug of war or getting projected on, then more power to you, you know, but it's all about how you can stay safe and healthy in those relationships. And there are definitely types of people who, you know, are shelters for other people and, um, you know, bless their souls, right? We All types are needed here, but you know, for, for maybe the average person, you have to understand 
that you have needs to. You can't be codependent with people and take on people that aren't able to give fully back in return. So the idea is um, people in your life who are in that space, you know, again, trying to educate them isn't necessarily the answer either because they could take it personally. They could get defensive. Um, You know, they could think that you're, you know, that you think you're better than them or something like that. Um, We have to understand how these defensive structures operate. And again, you know, everybody's on their own path. You're not here to fix that person. (laughs) You're not here to change them or make their life better. You know, if, if they, if their life can be better, you know, definitely we can make our lives better, but that's not our job. You know, it's not our responsibility ultimately. So again, having boundaries with, with people that aren't trusting and just, you know, sending them prayers, um, wishing them well and kind of getting out of their way, you know, getting out of their path because, Again, the projection is real, you know, and it can be really heartbreaking when you try over and over to try to help someone and they're constantly projecting negative things on you. Like, oh, you're trying to use me or you're, you know, they they start saying these things that aren't even true and um, that's not healthy, you know, like that's, that's borderline abusive, right? A behavior. So... Yeah. So, you know, we have to learn how to deal with this. The the bottom line is, this is our culture. We got two thirds of people who are not trusting. We have two thirds of people who are negatively projecting, who are projecting their negative experiences onto the world. They're projecting doom and gloom on to their environment and to the people in their lives. You know, and, you know, I mean, it's just a sad state, you know, as far as I'm concerned. It's very sad. And uh, again, because, you know, the the truth is, is like, you can't, since you can't really help those people, you can't really change them. You know, it's, everybody's on their own timeline. Like, we can't, we can't control this, right? We can't control the 70% who, you know, are choosing to to make this world a, a not happy place. Um. And again, it's unconscious um, a lot of the time, but not always, you know. All right, so that's my my episode for today. It may seem a little sad or, you know, grim, but I just, um, I think it's important to understand, you know, where our problems are coming from here and why, why, you know, why there is this negative energy in floating around in the world. It's because the humans, you know, are seep, steeped in that energy and won't let go. They won't let go of that negative mindset, right? This is why I think everybody needs to get on the program and heal themselves, right? It's really up to each of us. And uh, again, this is just to inform uh, people again, who aren't experiencing this lack of trust, that, that, you know, again, you're going to encounter this everywhere you go and just not get mad at the people. Just let them, you know, do their thing. 
that's how you can make this better. And then the people who are listening to this and realize, wow, I'm part of that 70%, I'm part of that 67%, and now now it's up to you. Do you want to do something about it? Are you ready to change? Are you ready to grow? Are you ready to let you know lighten up for the rest of us and for yourself so that we can have a better experience on the planet? So can you dig deep enough to find compassion for yourself and for the rest of the humans here on the planet? We can have compassion for each other, right? People are not out to get you. Even if they are, <laughs> you know, we, you have to dig yourself out of that mess. You know, we all have to dig ourselves out of our own mess. So I hope this was helpful today. It was kind of a, you know, sobering episode, but I found it to be very important and I wanted to bring it up um, for the times we're in, these Aquarian times. And again, you know, this is, again, I don't know if this statistic has changed much in the last, say, 50 years, 100 years. I don't know. I don't, I don't know the details on that, but you can look up that study, Edelman study, if you're interested in learning more. And uh, yeah, awareness, awareness, awareness. Let's just, it will save us. So you can find me at juliabirnbaum.com. I do life coaching, tarot readings, astrology readings, yoga sessions, and um, wellness coaching. So yeah. I'm about all of it. <laughs> it's trying to help us get a better experience and, and grow up, you know, individually so we can really have a better time on the planet and lift each other up, you know. We have that power. We really have the power to heal each other. But it's up to us, you know, it's up to each of us to take that on, you know, and be that person, right, and, and get out of our own suffering spiral so that we can be available for the world. When we're ready, you know, uh, when you're ready. So thank you so much for listening and uh, carry on. Happy full moon. Bye-bye.